Our Lord and Master, I want to thank you and bless your holy name. Thank you for the opportunity to come into yet another month. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for all the good things you've done for us for the past two months. If you have begun the year with us, we know that you are going to finish with us. If you've begun the month with us, we know that you are finishing the month with us. Amen. Whatever you do shall be forever. Amen. Your name is the Alpha and the Omega. Amen. It means that when you begin a thing, it is already finished. Amen. You finish it and you begin the process. Amen. And so we know that whatever we're going through is only a process. Yes, Lord. But you have made us more than conquerors. Yes. We're thinking that you made our lives a sign and a wonder. Amen. Because your word says that, that what children you are giving to us, you are for signs and for wonders. We are for signs. We are for wonders. Amen. We thank you, God, that our lives will never be the same. Amen. Because your word says that the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. It means our lives are getting better. Amen. Our homes are getting better. Amen. Our businesses are getting better. Amen. Our marriages are getting better. Amen. Whatever we do is getting better. Amen. Because of you, the most high God, you are on our side. Yes, you are our portion. Yes, you are the lifter up of our heads. Yes, we bless you, Lord. We honor you. We adore you in Jesus' precious name. And everybody say a big amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, put your hands together and give the Lord a celebration. Amen. Oh, I don't know whether you're praising God. You know what? And some money shot. Boom, boom, next to you. Amen. Amen. I am the blessed of the Lord. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am a new creation. I have the life of God in me. Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. And God is on my side. I am more than a conqueror. I run through my troops. I leap over every wall. I am blessed. I am blessed in my going. In my going. I'm blessed. I'm blessed in my coming. In my coming. My steps. My steps. I washed with butter. With butter. And my feet. And my feet are anointed with fresh oil. With fresh oil. And no good thing. I declare. Shall happen. Shall happen. Because God feels the man. Of his servants, of his servants, good things. Good things. I declare, I declare this man, that this man, whatever, whatever I touch, is blessed. And I touch sand, it turns into gold dust. When I touch salt, my ways are blessed. My operations are lifted up. I declare, because God is on my side, angels are on my assignment to work on my behalf. I declare, I am blessed, I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord. This man is my man of evangelism. It's my man of declaring the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. As I preach the word of God and in serving my God who continually bless my bread and my water, he will take 
wickedness, from the midst of me, from the midst of me, I decree, I decree and declare, and declare that, from today, that from today, I join, I join oppression, oppression, one thousand souls, to win new souls, for the kingdom, and as I win souls, for the kingdom, I declare, I'm home. Blessed. Is blessed. My family, my family is blessed. Is blessed. All, that I touch All that I touch is blessed. Is blessed because, because I am with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. Slap somebody and say, It's my time. It's my time. To do the work of God. To do the work of God. In an amazing way. In an amazing way. I've been called. To be fruitful. To be fruitful. And I decree and declare. And I decree and declare. I shall be fruitful. I shall be fruitful. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Put your hands together for the Lord. Can you take a seat? Amen. I will see what my intention is. Want to welcome all of you into the presence of the Lord. I believe that God is about to turn your story around. Your history is about to change. God is about to bless you with a blessing that you cannot recover from it. Oh, you, I, I think somebody didn't hear me. I want to hear I said, God is about to bless you with a blessing that you cannot recover from it. It means that that blessing is going to chase you. It's going to accompany you. It will overtake you. It means that wherever you pass, you're going to bump into that blessing. You yourself shall be called blessing. Amen. Amen. Elder Clement, you are welcome. We miss you. God bless you. Amen. Last week, uh, we miss you, and it was good to see you. It's a blessing to have you in church. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. The Bible says in John chapter 15, verse 16. Are you in John chapter 15, verse 16? Jesus said, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. And that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Is there anybody with a request? Is there anybody with a need? Obiwa, how Then obey the scripture and God is, you are, your needs shall be met. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, you have not chosen me. I have chosen you. You have been chosen by the Lord. And he says, I have ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. And when you bring the fruit and your fruit remains, whatever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. May the Lord give it to you. I said, whatever you need from the Lord, 
as you cooperate with him in serving him, may he give it to you. As you become fruitful, may the Lord give it to you. When I came back from Europe, I was so tired, but then realized that we had some work to do in the north. So last Tuesday, uh, traveled to Tamale wow. uh, to go and have a crusade with Bishop Ajina Sari. Sir, do you have the pictures out there? I sent you something. Do you have it? Okay, put them on the PC. We show them to them. And we had an amazing time. You see, Jesus said, when we go and preach the word of God, God will confirm his word with signs following. Every one of us, God has called us for signs and for wonders. But you will never see the signs and wonders when you are sitting down. You will never get to know the power God has given unto you. Because Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth have I given to you. It has been given to me and I've given to you. But you will never experience this power until you begin to preach and you begin to do the work of the Lord. Oh, go and see that Jubilee Park that the whole place was filled with people. Bishop gave me the opportunity the first night I spoke to all the, the, the ministers. The following morning, the ministers conference, I spoke and they were so blessed in the north and, and the crusade there was somebody who had not been able to speak for about 21 years I was just done that I went in there put my hands in the ears and this lady started hearing just like that somebody with deaf, uh, deafness uh, dumbness couldn't speak and began to speak. We saw amazing, incredible miracles of blind seeing. Um, uh, an elderly woman, can you imagine? She was just there. She couldn't see. She, could, she couldn't even recognize, didn't know the face of the people. Her children, and now her eyes open, and look at her children all around her. Oh, it was, it was a sight to be People with all kinds of cases, they were touched by the power of God. And I believe that it's our time. As we go and preach, signs, wonders, and miracles will follow. When I started preaching, I didn't have any title, pastor, whatever. I remember I was going to preach in a particular secondary school and by the roadside I saw a deaf and dumb woman I, I, was a te- I was a teenager I went and preached I prayed for this woman and by the roadside she started hearing and speaking so people started it became a whole crusade 
That shall be your portion. God has not called us just to come to church and be sitting down. He has called us to preach the word of God. You see, the reason why there is a lot of horrible things going on on our radio stations and our TV stations and there's been infiltration into rare Christendom that today Christianity has turned into idolatry is because the people who have to preach the gospel, we the believers who are not preaching the gospel. And we are sitting down and our whole minds have become money and our whole minds have become things. And so the wealth of human beings depends on how much they have. The cars they drive. The houses they live in, the work they do, but a soul is a soul and is precious unto God. You see, if we do not preach, our, our, our country, we'll have churches in the country and our country will get into a very bad state. What started changing our country is when we see we used to have the Orthodox churches and go and then God started raising a lot of young men and women who got born again for real and started sharing their faith. And then so we got into the fellowship system. So those that we started having Kaneshi Fellowship, Kanda Fellowship, all kinds of fellowships all over the places, which later on some of them metamorphosed into some charismatic churches. But then they started affecting the youth. So it became the order of the day that if you're a young lady, you are not born again, it's like you are colo, you are not correct. If you're there, you have to be born again. And that's the reason why our discourse. Bumbaya, when you go to Osu, those discos which were there, you go to all those places, the discos not started turning and, and, and the cinema hall started turning into church auditorium. Today is the opposite where now the discos that died are now coming up. And it's because we have become overcontent and we are not doing what we have to do. And that's the reason why, you know, now the spate of armed robberies and all those things that are coming up. It's not just because of any government, whatever, and all those things. The government has to do our part. But we, the believers, you see, when the heart of a person is changed and is committed unto God, why will he go and take a gun and look at his fellow brother and shoot the person and take their money? Because he has something good to do with his life and with her life. Why would people go to the red zone and become prostitutes if Jesus has come into their heart? We will laugh at them, but we will not tell them about the gospel. But if so, if we want our country to change, if we want our generation to change, and this generation, this generation, this generation, if we don't want it to get worse and God to hold our necks for what is going on, we have to change. But a change doesn't happen even with too many people. A change happens with a person or two who decide that I want to be on the side of God. I have a commission, a charge to keep a half, a God to glorify, and never die so to save. To make it fit for the heavens. Yeah. Listen. If all the devil wants us to do is fill our churches with a lot of people, collect offering, jump around, smile, 
and we're ineffective in saving you souls, he will let more people, I mean a lot of people, just come, go fill all the churches in Accra, all the churches in Ghana, but you see, people can pass through the church and go to hell. Lots of these, um, lots, of, lots of the thieves, um, robbers, some of them, some of them they go to church. Some, in fact, they actually go to church that they shall be empowered to do their work. Yeah. Oh, people who are into drugs, they go to church. Some of them go to places and in a funny way say, Pastor, I'm doing some business. Pray for me so that the business will work and as it works, you know. Yeah, one day, many years back, somebody came to me. And no, no, he was dealing in drugs. And he said, oh, you're the way you are, if you're in this country, I mean, I mean you should be, not be driving this kind, type of car and this and this. And as he talked and talked, I put two and two together. I just got to know he was, the guy was in, with, dealing with drugs. I said, get out of my office. Get out. I don't want to be associated with those things. When you are in church, you must change and God must use you to change others. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? So God has saved us to save others. Amen? Amen. 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 Where's my sister? Come, the, the blue t-shirt. What she's wearing is the message I'm preaching. Save to save. Let them see your nice t-shirt. Isn't it nice? And then, can you turn your back, please? I'm a soul winner wow. for Christ. Amen. Yeah. 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 That is what God has called us to. Thank you. Amen. Amen. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, the Bible says that be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. So the devil is looking around to devour people, to eat up people. The devil is an eater. He eats. He eats people. He eats things up. It is his pleasure to steal, to kill, and to destroy, according to John chapter 10, verse 9. So if you are not saved, then you are not safe. You didn't hear me. If you are not saved, you are not safe. Why? Because there's a devil looking for people to destroy, to eat them up. So if your friend is not saved, he's not safe. Can you imagine that in your community you hear that a lion is set loose? Is our community safe? If there's a snake that is in your house, is your house safe? And the Bible says that the devil is a roaring lion. First Peter, please. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. The devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may divide. It means that the guy has been set loose seeking his own hunting spree. That's why I said, if you are not safe, 
So you are not saved by Jesus, then you are not safe. It means that if your family is not saved, they are not safe. It means that if your friends are not saved, they are not safe. If means that if your community is not saved, then they are not safe from the devil. And because our communities are not saved, that is why we are not safe. Because the devil is going to use people within the communities. And that's the reason why the community must be saved. The fighting in your family will, be, will change when the family gets saved. The witchcraft will end when the family is saved. In Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3, the Bible says that, but how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? So it means that salvation is our only means of escape. Without Christ, life remains in crisis. But in Christ, we are saved and safe. That's why John chapter 3 verse 7 says that you must be born again. And, and so, born again is very important. And how can people become born again? By the hearing of the gospel. The fact that Jesus came to live on earth, died, and was raised up from the dead on our behalf. And that he took our sins upon himself. And as many as received him, he gives them the power to become the children of God. In Mark chapter 16 verse 15, and, in, and then the verse number 20, Jesus said to them, his disciples, because there is a bad devil who is out to eat the people up, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. This was after the resurrection. When Jesus had died and paid the penalty for our sin and he was about to ascend to heaven finally. And he told his disciples, I have paid the price for the salvation of humanity. I have overcome the devil. There's salvation for humanity. There is good news. So go and preach the gospel. Go and preach the good news that instead of people dying in their sins, I came to die on their behalf. 
And I was I've paid the price. And so if they come to me and they receive me and receive my word, which is a word of life, my life will come into them. And when my life comes into them, they will be able to overcome the life of the devil. Listen, advice cannot change the world. Worldly principles and morality cannot change people. You see, one man sinned. Man submitted to the seed of the devil, the voice of the devil. And you realize that every one of us, the seed that gave birth to you, you are influenced by that kind of seed or DNA. So if the DNA in, in you is supposed to be tall and fair, you become tall and fair. And in the same way too, if the DNA that has given birth to you spiritually is a sinful DNA because we, we, we submitted to the devil, our foreparents Adam submitted to the devil, then it means that we, we, we begin to walk in sin. That's why David said, in sin was I conceived. But when Jesus came, he overcame the devil and his seed. And the Bible says that we are born again, not of corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. So it means that when you receive Jesus, you receive the word of God, you receive the gospel, the incorruptible seed comes into you and you are able to overcome your natural negative tendencies. Paul said the good things I want to do Paul said, Papa, me I me am me. not able to do me to me, yeah. but the bad things I don't want to do me I, me I me end up doing. Oh wretched man that I am. But thanks be to Jesus Christ. Thanks be to Jesus Christ. Thanks be to the Messiah who came and died on my behalf and took away that limitation so that I can walk in newness of life. And that's the reason when Jesus came, he said, hey guys, I have the antidote to sin. The antidote for the salvation of humanity. I came to die. I've overcome the devil. So go and tell that well. Go and tell it on the mountains. Go and tell all over the places. Go into all the world and preach the gospel not to the rich, not to the, the educated, not to the people who have very nice names, but to every creature. When we were going to secondary school, we used to have a song we sing. Go tell it on the mountains. Over the hills and everywhere Go tell it on the mountain That Jesus Christ is Lord Go tell it Go tell it on the mountain Over the hills and everywhere Go tell it on the mountain That Jesus Christ is Lord Come on Go 
your behalf. Can I have an amen? Amen. So, after the resurrection, Jesus went to them and said, Go and preach. These were his last words. And the last words of a person are very important. In the verse number 20, look at the response of the disciples. And they went forth. Somebody say, And they went forth. And they went forth. And sat in their churches. No. They went forth. And they looked for money. They try to go to America. They are trying to get UK visa. Schengen visa. American visa. South African visa. They went looking for Toyota cars. Land cruisers. Yaoundes. They went round. The Bible said that they went forth and preached. Jesus said go and Preach. preach and they went forth and preach. Mm. It means that they were good servants, they were good disciples. They followed the word, they followed through with the words of their master. They didn't go to where there was going to be money. <laughs> That's why we go to the villages to preach because they may not have much money for you but they still need the gospel if we do not go some other faiths will go and these days some other faiths are pumping a lot of money to control them and the truth is that whatever you hear first in the long run influences you. So if we will not go and we will sit in our comfort zone and become overfed on obese Christians and we will not go others will go with the wrong things and they will embrace it. And if we don't sit up, the spiritual dynamics of our country will change. Europe sat down. Europe Now, when you go to London, the whole of East London is like an Islamized place. East Ham, West Ham, all those places, Muslims. And some of them, they are, they are, they are, they are trying, even practicing that they are law. Yes. Within their smaller communities. Recently, I was in a certain part in Germany. A white, a white German took me to some of those places. The whole community. Islam. They have their dresses. Their wedding gowns. Huge mosques. Friday afternoon, you should see cars. That's why you see their influence. They are going to school. They've got jobs. They are helping themselves. They are pumping monies into mosques. And we are sitting here. When it's offering time, we are looking for the smallest, dirtiest notes to give to God. How can you build? Buildings are a testimony of the representation of the Lord. The Church buildings. And the preaching of the gospel. How can we preach without money? 
but you won't, you won't give the money. We are thinking about our own breakthrough. But the Bible said they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. It's the last thing when you preach, the Lord will work with you. May the Lord work with you. I said, may the Lord work with you. The preacher of the gospel is not just meant for people with titles, pastors, evangelists, and go. And the Bible says, and confirming the word with signs following. This month, may the Lord confirm your preaching with signs following. In your office, when you go and somebody is not well, said, you lay hands and say, In Jesus' name, be healed. You see someone who cannot walk, you pray and lay hands on a person and say, Walk in Jesus' name. Somebody say, Pastor, but if, if, how about if I pray and the person doesn't get healed? If you don't get the glory, if you are not taking the glory, then you, take, you don't take the responsibility. <laughs> yeah, if you are looking for the glory, that is when, if it doesn't happen, you take, you take the responsibility. But he, he will work with you. May the Lord work with you. With signs following. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Somebody shout, I receive it. I receive it. Amen. Amen. And that's why God has given you pastors who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding and teach you the word of God so that you become strong and then you can be preaching the word of God. Why do we have to preach to the poor? Uh, and to the lost. Because Psalm 1 verse 6 says that the way of the ungodly shall perish. Say after me, the way, the way of, the ungodly of the ungodly shall perish. Shall perish. That means that if there's someone who is ungodly, the person will, will lose their faith. They will, they will, they will, they will be destroyed. And then 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9 says that by see, even though the word of the ungodly shall perish, God is not willing that any should perish. Mm -hmm. So the people in the world who do not have Christ, they will perish. But it is not the will of anybody to perish. But that all should come unto repentance. He said, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish. That means that the reason why Christ hasn't come, someone said, oh, if you can, you'd have come already. If this will happen. No, he wants people to, not to perish, but to change and to come unto repentance. In Proverbs 19, 9, the Bible says that he who speaks lies shall perish. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's the reason we must preach the gospel to them. That they do not perish. I thank God for social works. 
But the church has not been called to primarily to do social works. There's something known as primary function and secondary function. The primary function of the church is to preach the gospel. Thank God for Christian schools. But if we don't build schools, government will build schools. Government will build hospitals. Government will build roads. But government never preaches the gospel. <laughs> so we are the custodians of the gospel. So if we do not preach, then there is a serious indictment on us. And this preaching of the gospel is not something meant only for the pastors. We are, in fact, the Bible said that we have all been made priests and kings unto God. Revelation chapter 1 verse 5 and 6. That's what I'm a priest. He said, and from Jesus Christ, who is a faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and verses. So we've been washed by the blood of Jesus and has made us kings and priests unto God. Hallelujah. Amen. somebody and say, I'm a king. I'm a king. And I'm a priest. And I'm a priest. And the Bible says in Ecclesiastes that where the word of a king is, there is power. Hallelujah. It means that when you speak as a king, there is power because kings just speak and things are done. Amen. Amen. So God doesn't want people to perish. That's why we have to preach the gospel. In John 3.16, the Bible says, Bible say, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish. 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 But have everlasting life. The word everlasting life means God's own kind of life. So how will a person move from not perishing to having everlasting life? By the hearing of the gospel. In Romans chapter 10 verse 8 to 11. In fact 8 to 13. Romans chapter 10 verse 8 to 13. Let's quickly work it. And if Christ be in you, Romans chapter 10, 10, 8, 10, 8. What's the other? The word is now in your mouth and your heart, even the word of faith which we preach. So the word of faith must be preached. Amen? It's in our heart. Verse 9. If you shall confess with the mouth of the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So the way for people to be saved is for what? For them to confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in their heart. How can you believe something? You can believe something only when you have heard something. Or you have seen something. <laughs> That's why I said with the heart, man believes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. But watch it. How does this happen? In the verse number 11. 
Hit it for me, sir. For scripture says, whoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. If you believe in the Lord, may you never be ashamed. Is it the preacher I'm preaching is a preaching you can preach to others. To That's what I'm, giving, I'm giving the scriptures. Amen. Whoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Okay. Now, verse 12 and 13. Let's do a quick hit. For there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. God is rich unto all that call upon him. Fair, dark, short, tall, whatever, from any tribe, God is rich unto all. Tell somebody, God is rich. God is rich. Unto all. Unto all. Say, God is rich. God is rich. Unto me. Unto me. So I'm special. I'm special. Hallelujah. Amen. You are special. You are special. We are strong. You are special. You are special. We are strong. You are special. We are strong. Because of you, Jesus came to die. You are special. He left his throne. He left his throne to come onto the earth. And the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Watch it. Whoever. Whosoever means that no matter who you are, no matter what you have done, no matter your education background, no matter your family background, once you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. So it means that if you can get people to call upon the name of the Lord, they too they shall be saved. Verse 14. But how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And, and how shall they hear without the preacher? So, reversing the scripture, it means that there must be a preacher for the people to hear. And when the people hear, they will believe. And when they believe, they will call upon the name of the Lord. And when they call upon the name of the Lord, according to Romans 10, 13, whoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So it starts with the preacher. And you are the preacher. Just about the I preacher. Say, I'm the preacher. Amen. Amen. And who is a preacher? Somebody who knows something and is declaring it. You are, you are saying it. So what you have seen, what you have known, what you have experienced, you are declaring it. Have you known Jesus? Have you seen Jesus? Have you received Jesus? Have you experienced Jesus? Have you asked him to come into your heart? Has there been any change in your life? Do you have his peace in your heart? Do you have his life in your heart? Ever since he came, have your life changed? So all you do is that in your preaching, you share what has happened to you. Since you came to know Jesus. Maybe you say, I used to be hot-tempered. But, but since I came to know Jesus, my life has changed. I used to like stealing, but I've changed. I was involved in menizing and womanizing, but I've changed. I used to be gossiping, but when I, since I came to Christ, I've changed. He changed since I met the Lord. Great change. 
since I met the Lord. Great change, great change since I met the Lord. There's a great change since I met the Lord. There is a great change. Christianity is not the yo yo yo. You must understand some things. Are you following me? I met a certain Christian brother and the wife. They used to be involved in the charismatic church very deep. Later, now they are into another kind of faith. Yeah. And as I questioned them and listened to them, I realized I didn't understand certain principles. So in this church, that's why we try to take our time and teach you certain principles. So you will not be children. You see, children can easily be tossed about, but adults are not tossed about. It's a child that it's a child that when it's a, it's a, oh, there's this thing happening here, then they jump there. There's this thing happening there, they, they jump there. There's this thing happening, they jump there. You know, but adults, they are matured. And they know their path. And they know that all those things, they are theatricals and they mean nothing. And so I don't have to be following things. I have to follow the word. I have to follow Amen. that which is right. Amen. I have to follow that which is true. Amen. And my friend, I'm going to mention that. And so, in John 14, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. Christo said, Mini and Qua, no cre and equino, or be beer and qua a janet chain, just say, or Namiso. So if you if you know Jesus is the way, so wouldn't say Christo ni equina, then you must preach and was a wood cut to people that Jesus is the way. Deacon, if you know Jesus is the way, then it means that you have the cure for people's salvation. Amen. Amen. If you know someone's got a headache and paracetamol is a way out of it, then it means that you've got a cure. If you don't give the person the paracetamol or don't show the person that you need to take paracetamol, then you've been wicked to the person. So BT Pino, now when he says of a parade, Tinu Bequa, wouldn't he just say, wouldn't he Pino? Now watch any pan. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the interesting thing is that the Lord is so passionate about that, He doesn't want anybody to be, to be lost. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 10 to 14, He said, Not even the little ones does He want them to perish. Nyame, our assembly said, On Pesce or Crebia Beira, Empo, and yet in Kumafo. He says that take heed. That you despise not one of these little ones. That's why the children are very important to me. For I say to you that in heaven your angels always behold the face of my father which is in heaven. Please, just hear the next button when I read. For the son of man is not come to save that, for the son of man is come to save that which was lost. Then he says that 
What do you think? If a man has 100 sheep and one of them goes astray, doesn't he go and look for, leave the 99 and goes into the mountains and sees that which is gone astray? You got some monies and then a lot of notes and then maybe one fell. Wouldn't you go and look for the one which has fallen? Wouldn't you look for it? And one thing about lost and found is that lost and found is very exciting. You are, you've been looking for something and then you'll find it. Oh! It makes your day. You're excited. Is that not it? Uh-huh. Even though you had 100 cities, but as you lost the 20 and you found the 20 notes, you are happy. Amen. Amen. So he says that if so be that he finds it, verily I say unto you, he rejoices more of, the, of that sheep than of the 99 which went not astray. Amen. 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 The policeman doesn't want my money. Maybe by the roadside, you say. <laughs> but but he, he's not one. He's not one of them. Uh, he, he, he is a holy man. Yeah. Uh, this man, he, he doesn't even look like a, a policeman. My my handsome anointed policeman. Uh, uh, yeah, he doesn't say. Uh, his own is that if you want to bless me, come later and bless me. Hallelujah. Amen. May you build houses. Amen. May the Lord increase you. Amen. May you become. A, poli- a night policeman. Amen. They are, they are different. Some of them are vultures. Yeah. Eh? And some of them are knights. K N I, not N I E. K N I, knights. That means that you are special. Honorable. May you become Sir. Sir Collins. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's why you, if you're a Christian, you must be special. When everybody is doing something, it doesn't mean you should do something. When everybody is having a boyfriend and messing around, you say, well, that's the order of the day. So I must also do something. You don't do that. Amen. Amen. You must be very exceptional. Amen. Are you getting me? Amen. You see, a story is told of Albert Einstein. And uh, he was traveling and uh, he, he was on, on a train and he, he couldn't locate his tickets. So as the ticket you know, uh, conductor came around and tried to, he kept looking all around, you know, and, and then the man said, Sir, are you not Mr. Einstein? He said, yeah. He said, I know you. Don't worry. I know you bought the tickets. I know you bought the tickets. I know that you're a man of integrity. You bought the ticket. The man went, and even when the man still left him, yeah, he still was looking around. And so the man looked back, the conductor looked at him and said, He said, Mr. Einstein, don't worry. I know you bought the tickets. Yeah. You, must, you must work in integrity. There was a pastor who went into a new city, a smaller small small city and he went on a bus and the bus the conductor just gave him a few pence you know more for the change extra and then the man was sitting there with oh, this you know change is not really anything it's okay I don't think it's any significant thing but when the, he was descending, he went to the driver and he said, you give me more change than necessary. 
So a little more. Then you don't know what the man asked him. Are you not the new pastor in town? He said, yes. He said, I'll come to your church on Sunday because I know you're a person of integrity. Amen. So people are watching you. In your offices, people are watching you. Yeah. yeah. And they will talk about you. You, you are, you'll be so surprised. People are watching you. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing. Sometimes I meet some of my old schoolmates 30 years later. I say, oh, in school you used to be this, this, this. Then they tell you. He said, you, we knew you were going to be a pastor. We knew this, this, this. You knew, we knew that. When we were all doing this, he said, yeah. He said, you, we, we knew you were going to be this. You must take a stand and a position yeah. that you will live for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's quickly finish our scripture. Verse 14. Even so, it is not the will of your father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. Hallelujah. May nobody in your family perish. May no friend of yours perish. But how do you ensure that nobody perish by having a heart of compassion? In Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 41, Jesus said to the leper, there was some lepers that came to him and said, Will you want to heal me? And the Bible says that Jesus moved with compassion. Somebody say, Move with compassion. Mark chapter 1, 40 and 41. Move with compassion. So it means that it takes compassion. It takes compassion to be able to preach. If you see people and you just see them as ordinary people and you don't see them as souls, you never preach to them. But if you see them as people who have either are going to either heaven or hell, and once you have never preached they have never heard the gospel and you have not preached Christ to them they are going to go to hell then you want to have compassion for them one of the reasons why the late Billy Graham was being an outstanding human being is because of his compassion for lost souls over 60 to 70 years, the man preached with integrity, with passion and compassion. In Matthew 14, 14, Jesus, when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion and he healed the sick. Christo, Without compassion, you don't preach and you don't heal the sick. But the good news is the Bible says in Isaiah 52 7, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach good news. May your feet be beautiful. It means that God is going to order your steps. Finally, why should we preach the gospel? Number one, because all have sinned. Romans chapter 3 verse 23. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So, when you are preaching, this is what you have to preach. You meet the person. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 
When did we all sin and fall short of the glory of God? Genesis chapter 3, when our four parents, Adam and Eve, submitted to the voice of the devil. Adam and Eve, and disobeyed the voice of God. And rather obey the devil. The spirit of the devil came into them. Be because anybody's voice you obey, you come under the person. That's the reason why it's not every voice you must listen to. There are even some things you say that when I, I'm listening so that I'll change a person. No, don't, don't listen to it. Because you see, when you sow a seed, if a seed of uh, a weed is sown into a, you may remove the top part of the seed, the, uh, uh, you may remove the, 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 the top part. Are you getting me? But the seed, once the seed is there, it will spring up. So you make sure that no seed, no evil seed is planted in your heart. But when you also plant the seed of the word of God, it's going to grow. All have sinned. Then verse 10 to 17, Romans 3, 10 to 17, let's do it quick because I just got five minutes. It is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. So the next thing is that no, first one is that all have sinned. Is that right? And number two is that there's none righteous. He said there's none that understands and there's none that seeks after God. The normal human being does not seek after God. Verse 12 and 13 quickly. They are all gone out of the way. They have become unprofitable. There's none that does good. No, not one. They are throat is an open tomb with their, and with their tongues they have used the seed. The poison of asps or snakes is under their lips. That's the name. He's trying to describe the nature of man. Verse, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace have they not. Is, is that not the case? Most human beings, they don't have peace. Are you getting me? So now, the next thing is that, so number one is all have sinned. Number two, what? none is righteous. And number three is that the soul that sin shall die. Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Ezekiel 18.4, not 12, 18.4. Somebody sit by the gentleman so that you can get the scripture. Ezekiel 18.4. All souls are mine. As the soul of the father, so also the soul of the son is mine. The soul that sins, it shall Die. Have you seen it? So if, and if you have Adamic nature, it means that you have already sinned. You have a sinful nature. And then, number four, the wages of sin is death. Romans 6.23. We all know it. the wages of sin is what? Death. Hallelujah. Amen. But the number five is that the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ. If the wages of sin is death, it means that all men are condemned unto death. But the, 
free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ means that when you say eternal life, that means that God's own kind of life that you receive through Jesus. And how do you get this love? In Romans chapter 5 verse 8, God demonstrated his love towards us. In the world where you seen us, Christ died for us. Even in our sinful state, Christ died for us. May you enjoy the blessings of Christ. Then in John chapter 3 verse 16, he said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Number 7, whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It means that now, if you receive Jesus, you have everlasting life. But verse 18 says that he who believes in him is not condemned, but he who believes not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So the one who believes is not condemned, but the one who does not believe is condemned already. Then the verse number 36, these are scriptures you must know. Verse 36, I knew these scriptures when I was a teenager. He that believes on the Son has everlasting life. Do you no, believe on the Son? Then you have. Not you have. You have it. So you can let the person know that he who believes on the Son has everlasting life. But he who does not believe on the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. So you ask the person, do you want the wrath of God to come upon you or not? Then receive the gift that God has given to you through his son who and paid the price for you. And how do you receive it? Jesus himself has said in the next scripture, number 8, John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. So now, what do you do to receive this Jesus? That's the next one. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. If you confess with the mouth of the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So let the person know that you just have to believe the fact that Jesus came to die and he was raised for us. That's the gospel. This is just the gospel. And that whoever confesses him shall be saved. For with the heart we believe unto righteousness. And so righteousness means to, have, to walk in the life of God. And your confession is what brings you unto salvation. And whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, according to Romans chapter 10, verse 13, shall be saved. So as you call upon his name, you are going to be saved. Do you want to call upon him? And the person said, yes. Then say, pray after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. Accept the fact that I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. And when you preach, pray from today, I surrender my life to you. And the person 
after he has prayed this prayer, you, say, you tell the person that, the Bible says that if anybody is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You have become a new creation. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Amen. Amen. But ladies and gentlemen, as I finish my, my message, I want you to know that people are not just going to come unto the Lord without compelling them. In Luke chapter 14, verse 16 to 23, the Bible says, eh, tell ya, Luke chapter 16. <laughs> Luke chapter 14, thank you. 16 to 23. A certain man went and had a harvest. I mean, I was throwing a party. He sent his servants. Go and then invite the people to come. Those that were invited didn't come. One bad thing that can ever happen to you is when you have an event. And you invite, the invited girls don't come. Hey, you don't know what it means to be an event organizer. You are having a program. You invite the people they don't come. That's why when we have church services, you don't come, you break the heart of the pastor. And that's why when there's an occasion for somebody, some of you are married, do your weddings, those who are expecting who didn't come. Were you not, you didn't, it wasn't this some way to you. Say, I've been there for these people. At the time I was expecting them to come, they never came. It breaks your heart. So this man was having his party. He invited some people they didn't come. Then they started giving excuses. Somebody said, I have to go and check up on my farm. Is it the night that we check on farms? Somebody else said that, that I bought some new oxen, I bought some new trucks. I'm going to try the trucks. Is it in the night that we, we do driving tests of cars? Somebody too said, I'm married. I'm married. If you are freshly married, isn't it parties that you want to take your beloved to? So you see, people are going to give you excuses. And you too, your failure for, to go is also because of excuses. Sometimes you say, I am not eloquent enough. I am afraid. I don't think I have good, a lot of scriptures. How about if I go and then they give me yawa? Aloy, they don't mind me. How about if they sack me? How about if they throw water on me? How about if they throw urine on me? Oh, they thrown water on me before. They thrown wee on me before. I have drunk the wee wee of ladies before. I was preaching in a women's hall and they threw, they, they gave the she wee hot one. She, then she said, Jesus, Lord, you, ah, into my mouth. From fourth floor, into my mouth. Yes, I was drenched with the sweat. Uh, the, the, listen, the urine. They, they threw the urine on me. But it, it's a blessing that you, urine was thrown on you because of Jesus. That 
you didn't go and chase a woman for urine to be thrown on you. You didn't go and steal for urine to be thrown on you. Listen, if you are doing the work of God and they persecute you, you are blessed. It's a painful thing, but you are blessed. Can I have an amen? amen. And so, people will give you excuses. And you yourself, you give excuses. I am tired. I am learning. My, my, my school. My work. My family. My baby. <laughs> I, I just got married. I am pregnant. Pregnancy is not disease. I just gave birth. My children are two years, three years. They are in JSS. They are SSS. At every point in time, you can have an excuse. I have a lot of work to do at the office. Yes. And every year you are growing. And before I realize, you are becoming less effective. But Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you that you will go and bear fruit and your fruit shall... So this man told his servant now, go to the byways and highway, compel them to come. So ladies and gentlemen, this man, we are going to compel people to come to the house of the Lord. After service, you go to the roadside and you preach to somebody and say that, I want to take you to church. And you take hold of them and bring them. Some of them, you have to go and sit on them, knock their door, wake them up, make sure that they have brushed their teeth and be very watchful because they, some of them will jump the window. Some of them will pass here. When they jump the window, jump. When they pass, oh, you do know how we start a spirit of life? I used to go to construction sites and I, there was a brother. I said, you pass here and I'll pass here. Then as we say, I can see the souls. And then the soul will jump a wall and I jump the wall. Can you imagine, imagine me jumping walls? Jump the wall, I jump the wall. He climbs a ladder, I climb a ladder. He descends. Oh, some of them. After, after they did that, they realized that they cannot run away from me. Because the pastor is very swift also. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So you, you have to do whatever it takes for people to come to church. You see, mommy, for instance, mommy was a Christian, but she used to be dodging, dodging. And you are falling up on her, then you pass here, don't follow up on her, you pass her, follow up on her. So when they do it to you, don't know that you have done some before. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When they are doing it to you, you must know that you, are, you have done some before. Yeah. Mommy used to dodge, pa. Used to, she used to dodge, you know. Uh, meanwhile, you see, she, she, she didn't know that she was going to be a preacher. But the preacher was dodging. And, 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 and many of you, God is going to use in an amazing way. Eh? We sign, listen to me. I see pastors here. I see evangelists here. Amen. I see prophets here. Amen. I see apostles here. Amen. I see teachers of, of, of the work of God here. Amen. I see miracle workers here. Amen. God confirming his word with signs and wonders. Amen. But you can also sit down and be an ordinary Christian. All your prayers, Lord, give me a good job, give me a car, give me a child, give me whatever. You come to church, you know, that's all. But your life shouldn't be that. As I bring my message to a close, so tell somebody, compel them. Shawa. The word compel means anakazu. 
And when you're going to compel people, you must have a, a, a certain attitude known as anadeya. Amen. That means that you must use biazo force. And in order to work in anakazo and anadeya, you must, op, uh, uh, biazo, you must work in anadeya. So say anadeya. Anadeya means that you must be persistent. You see, when a girl, when a boy loves a girl, she, he can be persistent. He said, I love you. I love you. I say, I love you. I love you. I say, I love you. I love you. Later, it's okay. Okay, okay. If you love me, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. I love you back. I love you back. That's it. Are you getting me? I'm not saying go and tell some girl and go and harass her. I say, I love you. Yeah. yeah. By force, I love you. You must be convinced. Is that right? Uh-huh. Uh, and sister, you too, don't just accept because you are being, listen. But the point I'm trying to make is that we have to be persistent. Amen? Persistent. There's somebody you can preach to him once, preach to him twice, preach to him thrice. You have to preach in a number of times. And not only preaching, but praying. Because a prayer is what breaks a yoke and the preaching will enter into them. I want you to know that you are the hands of Christ and the mouth of Christ. There is a story of, uh, in, in, in France, a statue that was bombed during the Second World War. And when they reconstructed the statue, they left their hands. And they were wondering, how come that they left their hands? Then written underneath the statue was, you are the hands. So it means that you are the hands of Christ to touch people. You are the feet of Christ to walk to people. You are the mouth of Christ to speak to people. Christ has no hands by your hands. Christ has no feet by your feet. Christ has no mouth by your mouth. That's why as a body of Christ, we are the ones who represent him. The Bible says the fullness of the Godhead body dwelleth in our Lord and we are complete in him. So the church is the body and the body must preach the gospel you have been called to preach tell yourself you have been called primarily to preach the gospel tell another person from today i will preach i will follow the word of god and i'll do what he has told me to do amen put your hand Let's stand to our feet. Lift your hands unto God. Can you sing? Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him out
can you please lift your hands unto God and say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I come to you today. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, come and stay in my heart. Come and stay in my heart. Be my Lord, be my Lord, and my Savior. And my Savior. From today, from today, I dedicate, I dedicate myself to you, myself to, you. to preach your gospel, to preach your gospel with signs following. With signs following. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Anything, anything that acts as an impediment. To stop me to stop from me. doing your work, from doing your work. May that yoke be broken. Be broken. May that fear leave me. Leave me. May that intimidation flee from me. I pray for fresh oil, the anointing to do your work with signs following. Let the heavens be open. I am here. If you want to anoint anybody, anoint me. Touch me. Let your fire be upon my lips and let me do your work. Let me do your work. With great favor. With great favor. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Glory to God. Oh, is that the way you are celebrating? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are sick in a part of your body, put your hand over there. I want to pray with you. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every disease, I command every headache, pains of the throat, pains of the chest, pains of the heart, spinal condition to lose your hold, waist problem go, problems of the womb, lose your power, whatever infirmity your word says in John, Matthew 15, 13, whatever you have not planted must be uprooted, therefore we uproot every sickness, we curse every hold of darkness, out now every sickness out now in the name of Jesus and I pray the introduction of the healing grace of God be healed be made whole right now in Jesus precious name amen